This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, September 14th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. China's economy is on track to be larger than the U.S. economy in a few years. Dan Griswold, director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies and author of the new book, Mad About Trade, says, so what? As many economists point out, uh, free market and otherwise, the recovery in this recession will be stimulated by profits. And profits often come from being able to do more with less. And on an individual basis, we all want to be able to do more with less. And the U.S. manufacturing sector may be a, a, a prime example of doing more with less. Exactly. Uh, the United States remains a strong manufacturing nation, and uh, nobody's taken the brunt of this recession more than U.S. manufacturing. Uh, it is a significant downturn. We've seen that in the automobile industry and other sectors. But again, when you when you stand back and look at the, the long-term trends, they continue to be up for manufacturing. There was a recent report by a consulting firm, uh, Glo- Global Insight, that that showed, and I think this is true, that in about five years, China is going to overtake the United States as the world's leading manufacturer in terms of value added, the value actually added uh, to, to manufactured products. That got a lot of uh, publicity and, oh, China's taking over and we're going to lose our global leadership. The study also showed that U.S. value added is going to continue to go up. Uh, by all sorts of indicators, we are manufacturing more stuff than we were 10 or 20 years ago. And it's more sophisticated stuff. Yes, fewer t-shirts, fewer shoes, uh, but uh, over the long run, more semiconductors, more uh, sophisticated civilian aircraft and jet engines. Uh, We forget that chemicals and pharmaceuticals are manufactured products. We're producing um, more of that uh, than in years past. We're moving up the value chain. and, and, And you're right that uh, U.S. manufacturers are also concerned about costs. That's how they uh, ma- maintain their profits. And uh, they also import goods. And when we raise trade barriers, we not only raise prices for consumers, but we raise prices for U.S. manufacturers who have to import raw materials, uh, intermediate inputs and components, uh, capital machinery. So most U.S. manufacturing sectors have managed to not only survive but thrive uh, in our global economy, and they will continue to do that once we get through this recession. A common concern, uh, even my mother brings this up on a regular basis, which is, look, your economy has to produce something with physical integrity in order for you to have uh, continued growth uh, in wealth within your country. Well, uh, the the answer is we do. You know, people used to think that nothing had value unless it was grown on the farm, uh, that that was the basis of all wealth. Well, now, you know, less than 2% of Americans work on the farm, and we still seem to be doing all right. We are manufacturing uh, a, a lot of stuff, and I do get to hear that comment on talk radio, too. We just don't make anything anymore. But again, when you look at what we make, we make tens of millions of appliances, refrigerators, uh, washers and dryers, uh, and and all those sorts of things. Uh, the the challenge, though, in a, from a public relations point of view, is the stuff we import from China, which, by the way, amounts to about two percent of the total income of Americans. And I don't see anything wrong with spending two percent of our income on stuff assembled by the one fifth of mankind that lives in China. But those are the kind of things that 
almost by definition end up in our closets, on our desks, uh, you know, consumer electronics and shoes and clothing. They're things that are right under our nose and on. We see the Made in China label everywhere. The stuff that American companies specialize in, you know, uh, sophisticated MRI equipment and jet engines, uh, tons of chlorine gas. These are not things your mother would buy and say, oh, look, that was made in America. Uh, but this is stuff that's we exported a trillion dollars worth of manufacturing uh, products uh, in, in recent years. So we remain a strong manufacturing company. It's just changing and in a way that is playing to our strengths as a nation. For a lot of things that are manufactured in China and elsewhere, um, the plans for those products originated here. The yes. the brain power that created the the actual parts, how the parts fit together, and what they do actually originates in the U.S. Y- yes, in some ways, there's nothing more misleading than the label "Made in China." You know, look at look at the iPod. I have a, an iPod Touch. And leave it to Apple to get it right. It says, uh, designed in California by Apple, assembled in China. And uh, engineers and economists have actually uh, taken apart iPods to see where the components come from. I I talked about value added earlier on. And very little of the value added in an iPod comes from China. Uh, Yes, it's imported from China. It, It shows up in the trade deficit figures that everybody's wringing their hands about. But... Uh, the single biggest benefit from an iPod is the profit that Apple makes. $300 iPod, $80 goes to Apple just for its brand name, and rightly so. They're the ones who designed it. Uh, The engineering that goes into it, the major components don't come from China. You know, the uh, processing and other chips come from the United States. They come from Japan, the screen, uh, other things like that. They come from South Korea and places like that. And then, of course, on the back end, uh, great value goes to U.S. distributors. And then we have to ask who's ultimately uh, benefiting from these iPods. It's American consumers. Uh, 200 million iPods sold. Uh, my two teenage sons own iPods, and they get a lot of enjoyment out of it. You know, it, I think the iPod is a perfect example of the win-win value of trade with China. The Chinese are better off. Uh, the, the jobs putting these iPods together are some of the better-paying jobs there, but the large majority of benefits go to Americans first and foremost, but also other non-Chinese suppliers. Dan Griswold is author of the new book, Mad About Trade. He's also director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies. You can get your copy of Dan's book at cato.org.